0: Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show, and I always feel so incredibly silly doing this live introduction while my guest is just waiting, so I think <laughs> we should just get into it right now. I've got my buddy, Landon Turs of The Plot and You. Landon, man, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, dude. I've just been chilling. Like I just told you, I yeah. just bought some taxidermy today, so <laughs> still adjusting to having dead animals in my house, but...
0: Yeah, what that... What brought that on? Like what made you know. say I need this in my home?
1: My wife and I like talked about it off and on and then today she just woke up and she's like I want it. I want some taxidermy today. <laughs> so we we <laughs> we found a we went to this uh antique shop that was close by mm-hmm. and we found this humongous terrifying deer head. Nice. And uh just bought it and now it just sits in the dining room and stares at me.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. hopefully it's not haunted. Hopefully it brings some type of inspiration to you, I guess.
1: You know, you never know. We'll find out.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yes, if the next if the next album is just the picture of a deer head and it's tons yeah. of extra taxidermy included with it, then we'll we'll know you're going in a spiral. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep an eye out for that.
0: (laughs) I I totally understand. Well, one of the things I did before we get into everything, because we're going to talk about Swan Song, we're going to talk about everything going on. But Mm -hmm. one of the big things is we talked about this last time you were on the show. During the pandemic, you actually moved into a new place. This is like your home now. You talked about, you know, building a studio. You, You now I see you online sometimes going to buy boats or at least like water something water i it seems like you have just really taken to this whole having a home having a house and just living a real life
1: dude i i love it more every single day (laughs) (laughs) i i have no idea how i'm gonna go back to touring that just sounds like torture um luckily i mean things are different these days we're on a bandwagon so i at least like have comfort and yes. I can like sleep when I need to sleep and like, you know, do basic human things. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I've gotten so used to just this lifestyle and like, you know, finding my groove. Like I, I have a consistent diet, like working out and right. stuff like that. So to go back to my, you know, fundamental things being stripped away and <laughs> basically <laughs> camping with my buds for like a month at a time, that sounds pretty not sick, but I'm sure I'll adjust to being miserable again, as we all do.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right, like real life normally. Like, you've yeah. got your real life situated. Right now, if someone told me, hey, you get to stop your job and go on tour for a month and a half, I'd be like, fuck yes, please, yeah. <laughs> please get me out of this. But you are in a completely different boat, no pun intended.
1: See, I always feel like I sound like such a little bitch like whenever I talk about this <laughs> stuff, because it's like, I know that what I do for a living is really cool and it's like a privilege to get to tour and like see all these places and play shows for people that support my art you know what i mean like it's a it's definitely a very beautiful awesome thing but when you get 12 or 13 years deep into any career it doesn't matter you could be like you could taste ice cream for a living and you'd come (laughs) home and just bitch bitch about it to your wife you know just shit's just killing me (laughs) (laughs) everything gets old and it's just like i don't know the older you get to the more like even things like just having a consistent diet become more of a necessity in your life you know what i mean like so i don't know and like yeah like you said i've i've been uh i bought a boat this summer that's very cool and uh, i have a canal in the back of my house so i literally have my boat parked right behind my studio wow so (laughs) yeah it literally takes me 30 seconds to get from my studio onto my boat and out into the, well, not into the lake. That takes like five minutes, but wow! <laughs> but yeah, it's so awesome, man. We've just been cruising around. Yeah. You know, just been enjoying the summer. That's about it. It's been nice.
0: Yeah. How has your, <laughs> we're, we're skipping around obviously, but how has the summer been for you? Because here on the East coast, it's been fucking horrible. Really? Yeah. Tons of what happens is you have a basic, either a tropical storm, hurricane, or a huge downfall of rain, and then you yeah. have like three or four days of 90 degree plus heat with 100% humidity, and then you go back and forth. And that's just what we've had the entire summer. Damn, that sucks. Right now, my apartment is 90 plus degrees, and it's September. Jesus Christ. Do you not have air conditioning? No, I do. But, you know, when we oh. do the show, I don't like having yeah. background noise and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn, so you're suffering... For me look landon i always suffer for you do not, <laughs> do not
1: worry <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh yeah i mean aside it's been very rainy up here but yeah. aside from that it's, it's been pretty good oh good it was okay. good it was good for the garden anyways i'm growing a bunch of weed right now
0: nice in okay. my
1: yeah so i've got six plants my uh my neighbor just randomly gave them to me he's right. also growing that's awesome um so yeah hopefully by uh october i'll be able to turn into a drug dealer yeah know?
0: I mean, who doesn't, yeah. well, like, again, though, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I sold weeds, so. Right,
0: no. I, yeah. I, I think we talked about that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, man, it's been good. Your life is so incredibly different now. Just from talking to you from the first time we began talking, and then obviously yeah. from the beginning of your music career to where you are now. Oh, it's yeah. just It's incredibly insane. But I was, I I got to say, This was a question I was going to ask. It was one, you know, you're going out with Can't Swim. You're going out with Silverstein. And I remember you talking when Frontal Lobe Submission had come out in 2020. We obviously talked again. And you had mentioned, like, I knew right away that you were happy not touring, that you were able, you know, you were able to do all the production work you want to do. You're able to write. You were able able to be with your wife, do everything that you wanted to do. I am a little bit surprised, though, that it didn't change to the slightest that you <laughs> that you just definitely do not want to go out again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure once I get out there, it, maybe it'll be different. You know what I mean? Sure. Like maybe the, maybe the newness will come back and it'll, it'll be enjoyable. Like, I, I mean, I enjoy playing shows and yeah. like I enjoy hanging out with the guys and stuff, but it's like, I don't know. It's just rough. The, old, the older I get, the harder it gets. Cause I mean, obviously the older you get too, the more responsibilities and shit
0: like that happen. So well now, Do you think with COVID, because obviously that's nowhere near behind us, it's a a huge deal still where, you know, shows are getting canceled, you're having extra security measures. Is there anything about that that makes you either more apprehensive or actually a little bit more comfortable? Because I would assume for someone like you, it means you can really keep people at a distance if you want to. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love how you worded that. That's genius. Thank you. Okay. Okay yeah i'll be totally honest um i do i think the reg the regulations are extremely bizarre but obviously we're gonna you know follow them
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i don't know if you know what the restrictions are i don't i don't i'm sure it's not for every tour but so no we're not allowed to have any guests in our green room okay and we're not allowed to go in the other band's green rooms and i think we have to wear masks whenever we're going from like stage to green room or things like that and then if we want to go out to the merch table then we also have to wear a mask even though all those 1200 people can all be obviously everyone has to be vaccinated too so 1200 people can be in a room at a show and but like if i go out even though i'm vaccinated too i don't know none of it makes sense maybe it makes sense sense to someone out there but Uh, it's definitely it's very weird For sure, I'll just say that it's very weird. Yes. Um, Right. But yeah, I mean, we're going to oblige. We'll do what we can do. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm like extremely, I mean, you know, I'm very introverted. I, you know, I have a hard time like socializing with people and stuff like that. So having a legitimate excuse to like keep my distance (laughs) is. kind of sick <laughs> as it was through all of covid you know yes, what i mean like yes. you can't ask me to hang out like you could die <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Like, what do you guys think
0: yeah you gotta stay away yeah. exactly is your safety yeah. yeah
1: exactly yeah just yep yeah. so it was a, it was a nice excuse for about a year and a half but yeah. Now it's like everyone's hitting everyone up to hang out all the time. Oh, I all the be, time. I'm having to get more creative with my excuses not yes. to hang out and <laughs> do social things.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's very true. Now I remember when we were first getting off of the pandemic where everyone was like, Oh no, once you're vaccinated, you definitely can't spread COVID and everything's going back to right. normal. And you know, yeah. I live in Massachusetts that has one of the highest I think it's um I wanna say it's maybe the second or third highest vaccinated state in the country or whatever. So actually,
1: I think I read that also. Yeah. Yeah. I think think LA, Vermont,
0: maybe. Yeah. I think LA, isn't LA one of them too? Oh, it might be. Yeah. I I would have, I would imagine. I mean, even the homeless population though. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That would be tough. Yeah. That would be very tough. That's true. But yeah, there are certain areas in the country, obviously that have, you know, very high vaccination rates. So Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: was, uh, I was that target. When they didn't have to, they were like, oh, you can take your mask off. And I was like, "Ah, I'll, I'll leave it on, whatever. I'm vaccinated, but I'll leave it on. And yeah. I'm walking around and I get into line. And I kid you not, I'm given like that six feet distance because I'm like, oh, well, we're normal human beings now. Yeah. You know, let's give each other some courtesy still. Mm-hmm. I had people right up my ass the <laughs> entire time. And I was like, this doesn't give you the the leeway now to just be inconsiderate. Again, like yeah. why can't we keep right. some of the good parts of COVID? Like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have to deal with you next to me the entire time. Like, why can't we be six feet apart? Like, that's not a bad idea. See why do I have to shake hands? Yeah. <laughs> what a like sure. medieval thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want anyone touching me ever again. Right. Like right. for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um but I will say one thing that I've noticed that has been extremely um, it, that has worked extremely well is anytime I don't want to do anything now, mm-hmm. work, hang out, anything, all I have to do is, man, I'm, I'm just not feeling well. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put you in a, 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 <laughs> a sketchy situation. <laughs> <laughs> even if I just wake up and I like cough a little weird yes. sometimes, you know, it's like, eh, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> like, That's perfect. Gonna... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was one nice <laughs> thing, even though I just outed myself to the public.
0: That, yeah. Now people know. That is very true.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that is definitely I mean there's still I feel like there's a couple things. I feel like people are a little more apprehensive to to touch you or like get too close, you know, sure. which that's nice. Yeah. I'll take that.
0: I got to be honest, you you would think that and you're going to see it firsthand obviously when you go out on tour. Now, off air you would mention you haven't been to a show yet. Yeah. You'll see it very very soon. Right. But I went yeah. to see my first show that I decided to go to was the Ghost Inside playing the outdoor Palladium. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I had a bunch of friends over at that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think, if I'm not mistaken, I think you guys are playing the Palladium as well. So this is like right behind that whole, the parking lot area. Yeah. That's where the show was. So I was like, oh, it's outdoors. Oh, That's cool. nice. But I got to mm-hmm. tell you, as soon as I got there, there was no one following any... Uh, Like, maybe a couple people had masks on, maybe. Uh And then the mosh pit was crazy. All of the random drunk guys, you know, like, running into you to get closer, all that stuff was exactly the same.
1: (laughs) That's so funny, because I I remember thinking at one point in time, like, dude, moshing is going to be a thing of the past. Like, nope, there's no (laughs) there's no way that that's going to happen. Like, crowd surfing, like, everyone's gonna, like, keep a little bit of distance at least. Sure. I, I never saw it going back. So, I mean, I, I'm thankful that it is, that it is, but at the same time, it's a little, I think we might be uh, jumping the gun a little too early yeah. on some of these luxuries. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, it, it all depends. I mean, this is going into the weeds, obviously, but it all depends on whether or not people are just okay with the risk factor that we have now. It's like, okay, so yeah. if you're vaccinated, maybe you get sick for a few days and you go back to doing whatever you're going to do, basically. Yeah. I think I think that's, the way everyone's seeing it now, but then when you yeah. come to people like yourselves who make a living touring as well, to have to cancel dates based on one person in one of the bands, the you know someone setting up the sound guy, whoever it happens to right. be, that's the difficult part for you guys. Is you could have your yeah. entire your entire tour could go up and smoke in a second.
1: Exactly, and th- I mean, there's a lot. I mean, uh, trust me, a lot of fear. You know already um going into this tour because we've already seen two of our friends bands uh this summer that were on tours that uh the tours got canceled and then they were just like financially fucked they had all this merch they had like a bus booked and all this stuff so it's like i mean there's definitely a lot of a lot of fear going into it and that's why like we are obviously i mean we would anyways but we're going to be as respectful of the rules as Mm -hmm. possible and Right. Try to keep it safe. But yeah, it's just I mean, it's still so, so strange. And sometimes I even think like, if this is happening, then isn't it too soon? You know what I mean? Like, sure. if people are losing tons and tons of money, and like, it's just ruining their, their schedules, and might be crushing their financial life. Like, is it really worth it? Can we not? Could we not have just waited a little bit longer? Um, but yeah, right. I don't know. I think I think we're getting closer and closer. Like I think our tour is going to happen. I think it's going to be fine. Every everyone yeah. seems very hopeful, but I don't know. Like you said, like one all it takes is one person getting COVID, yeah. and w- whether they have a good time with it or a bad time, like it, you know, it's not safe for everybody else. So, right. I don't know. It's so weird, dude. What a bizarre <laughs> fucking thing! Fact that <laughs> the fact that I couldn't even have my own wife in my my dressing yes, room right. is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. But. It is what it is, so I guess we'll just uh, see how it goes.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, getting off of of depressing topics here, (laughs)
1: let's
0: go on on to the good stuff. (laughs) So one of the reasons why we're talking tonight, obviously, is because Swan Song is coming out on the 17th of September, so obviously recording this before it comes out, maybe a week before, so it'll be out the week, you know, we'll record this, it'll go out the week it comes out.
1: You just blew my mind. You said it was the 17th. I thought it was the 19th, but you're actually right. You
0: Okay, I'm just <laughs> glad I'm right.
1: <laughs> I was like, whenever you first said it, I was like, oh shit, I'm about to have to correct him. And then I was like, oh, nope.
0: <laughs> no, no, this is this That's is my hilarious. podcast. I never get corrected. Yeah. <laughs> the only times they get corrected are on Twitter when Steve comments on something that I do. Oh, uh, right. That's yeah, the only time. Even though he's always wrong always and he'll love 100%. he'll love hearing that
1: he'll love hearing <laughs> oh that. i can't wait
0: <laughs> but that is that is a huge thing obviously and one of the better things for you i would think at least for this release is being able to go out on tour because you yeah. obviously weren't able to do that with some of your last releases so this is something mm-hmm. big and i noticed one thing i don't i don't think you're doing this on purpose. But you probably do realize you have now released, a, a, you know, besides the EPs that you release on a pretty regular basis for mm-hmm. a plot, you have really gone on that three-year rule.
1: Yeah, which it, yes, which has not been intentional ah, at all. Okay. okay. Um, which, yeah, it's honestly been kind of frustrating, if, if anything. Like, um, in between, I think it was Could You Watch Your Children Burn mm-hmm. and Happiness, I think that was... That might have been the longest in between records because we like went through a label change and all that stuff. True, true. Yeah, and it just everything took so long. And then COVID. I mean, we were supposed to have this record out like a year and a half ago. Oh, really? Which I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very thankful. Um, we just kind of agreed that we didn't want to put it out during COVID because honestly, I, I saw tons of my friends' bands put records out, yep. and it just seemed like people talked about it for like a week and then it just like disappeared. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like how much like social media and youtube content can you really create to really keep momentum going for an album cycle you know right Right. like i mean some people were craftier than others and some people you know did a good job of it i saw a few people that you know seemed to really really get it and like do well with it but a band like us we're already like unbelievably pathetically lazy with everything (laughs) there has to do with being in a band sure um like even like our our managers wanted us to make it TikTok, and just like <laughs> we just kept not doing it and not doing it, and then finally I think they just did it for us. Ah, so okay. I don't know. We're just bad at that shit anyway. So we're like, okay, the only hope this record has is for us to like be able to tour on it because sure. we're not social media people at all. Like, no, we don't even we don't we don't have a single member that is like a prominent face on social media. So
0: I've noticed. Yeah. I will notice. I think you guys have done better. But I'm guessing that's part of fearless also doing that or your management.
1: Definitely management. He definitely like puts us in check, which we definitely needed that. Um because dude, I didn't even have the login for our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like I hadn't been on in years. See. And uh
0: But I'm so I gotta say though, Landon, I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> you don't wanna be a part of that. Yeah. You you were able to make it so long without having to do all that extra work and i think especially with your band i I don't know if you see it as much as maybe i do but Mm -hmm. the hype for you guys is huge like each album it gets larger and larger and you guys haven't even had to have a presence online in order to get that hype going like that's that's actually impressive
1: i appreciate it and i i mean i think it's just it's just naturally who we are you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i i'd feel like a fucking loser if i was on instagram making like selfie videos promoting (laughs) shit every day like i don't know like it's fine for other people and i totally get it and honestly it's it's probably way more beneficial than anything else you know but it's just not who we are as people and we're not going to force shit like that like honestly i'd rather just like work a studio job and like just do producing type stuff than have to be a fucking social media presence like I don't know. Like, I I know that it's only because I'm old and jaded and <laughs> hate, hate everything, but, sure. but, but I don't know. Join I, company here. I get yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like we, we kind of came up in that era, but it really only started popping off. Like, I don't know, in my mid to late twenties, you know, Yeah. a lot of the ways, a lot of the ways that people promote things. It's just, I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't come up on that shit and it's, right. it's weird to me. So oh, yeah. Trust me, the label, the label, it definitely bums them out because they definitely do have a lot of bands that are down to oh my go God. that extra mile and like, yes. you know, make like, <laughs> make like funny versions of their songs just do like all these different things. It's just mm-hmm. like, they try to get us to do a lot of stuff. And like, I totally get it. Like I would too, if I were them, but dude, it's like weekly, we turn down ideas. Cause we're just like, no, that just sounds so lame. Oh my God. Dude, <laughs> so,
0: I, I just thought about something too. If if fearless actually forced you to make a reaction video channel, if you guys had a Patreon for that, I would pay for that. <laughs> because that would be oh, man, the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: See, if I could be, if I was allowed to be honest yes, on it, yes. then it would, be, then it would be amazing. Yes, I'm sure anybody I'm would about. like to watch. Right. but we obviously can't like rag on other bands no, or like no, other no. other content content creators. <laughs> so it would be very uh very PC and very boring. So right.
0: No, I remember I remember I think this was back when I was working for a different company, but I remember getting offered one of the like right now one of the huge, one of the biggest reaction video content creators or whatever for the show. Mm-hmm. And like like I'd be doing right now, like with you. Yeah. I would be talking to this person. And I questioned, I said no, obviously. I completely passed on it. But I said like what would I be talking to this person about? Yeah. Oh man, I saw that video where you like popped your eyes. Like that was like, <laughs> how did you come up with that? Like that's fucking amazing. Right. It's just it's such a weird <laughs> dynamic. And yeah, I, it's yeah, bizarre. That's it's very, very strange. Now I do have a question. I don't know if I've seen it, but have you watched any reaction videos to your own music?
1: I have. How um, was it? It was really funny. Um, so <laughs> I definitely I, I know I've stumbled across some in the past to like other songs of ours but like sure. for for the the first single that we put out um Josh kept like sending us um like links to videos because he he really finds those humorous sure. and uh, so I like kind of had like a day or two where I was like watching a couple of them and some of them are like really really funny and some of them I was like damn like I didn't realize people dig that deep into this shit you know what I mean right, like right. noticing things that I thought like I don't know the average listener probably wouldn't pick up pick sure. up on so It was actually kind of a a cool experience. Um, yeah, especially, I mean, whenever you have, you're sitting on music for so long, you kind of get in your own head about like how it might come off to other people. Sure, sure. So it's like genuinely like getting to watch in real time, how it's affecting another person and like what they're taking away from it. It's actually like, like, I I know we're just dogging on it a second ago, but it is actually, it's kind of a pretty cool thing. Um, I understand why it works so well, like why it's such a popular thing. Cause like, yeah, I don't know. Watching someone react to something is just bizarre. Like I can't believe that it works as well as it does, but it's for some reason, very, uh, I don't know. It sucks me in. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: No, no, it's very meta. And I think we talked about it on the show before for someone like me who, who analyzes music. I'm not personally going to watch any reaction videos because what do I care about what anyone else's reaction is? But what I stated on the show, and I've always said it from the beginning, reaction videos to me are made more for the band than they are for anyone else. Because I I can
1: I can see that. Yeah, you
0: know what I mean? Like I completely understand you watching reaction videos and going, like, oh, I'm glad someone picked that up. Oh, I'm glad this person's promoting. The song, oh, right. that's awesome that they like it. That completely makes sense to me.
1: That's actually, yeah, you're very right. That is, yeah, I now that I think about it, if I was just like an average, just another fan of the band, like, what would I get out of seeing, like, Jimmy on YouTube talking about <laughs> this song? Like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Maybe that is just for band guys. Well, if that's the case, that's very kind.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the way I see it. I see that as one of the biggest promotional tools that's it out is. there. Yeah, and we'll yeah. see, look, if tours pick up again, I don't know if those shows will last. It's the same how, like, everyone has a podcast now. Everyone yeah, has a Twitch true. channel, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They might be able to keep it for a while. But once mm. you get back into the swing of, like, quote-unquote, real life, where you have to be places, you have to do certain things, a lot of those yep. shows might disappear.
1: Yeah. I think it'll, I think it'll probably be a good thing though. Cause I think it will weed out kind of the shittier ones and like Hopefully. really bring to light the, like the better ones that kind of deserve to be there, right. you know? Right. Cause it's weird. It's weird that there are people that are genuinely good at reacting to things. Sure. Isn't that weird? Yes, like yes. Make, turning that into an art form <laughs> is a pretty unique thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I could probably talk about that for a long time, but like the, just the way that people are like getting skilled in all of these like content creation things Mm -hmm. it's just like it's actually kind of mind-blowing i'll find myself like like following youtubers just because like i like to hear their perspectives on different topics and stuff and that's like even a year ago i would have never (laughs) have done anything like that so like i don't know i i think having a lot of downtime kind of like i think youtube was kind of a crutch for a a portion of for a portion of uh covid Mm -hmm. so i don't know i think i just had to start going down tunnels that i'd never gone down before yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. no i think it's Uh, it's when you put personality into something if you're yeah absolutely you you know what i mean even if you're acting a little bit or exaggerating if there's something genuine to what you're doing it's it's going to be substance and it's going to be content that people want to see or hear or read whatever it happens to be but if you've got those people that are just very stagnant and they're just doing the same thing over and over again it's just not going to hit you the same way as someone who actually has some kind of talent is going to be able right. to do.
1: Absolutely. I mean, look at, I mean, especially the the podcast thing, like who would have thought like years and years ago that like one of the biggest, like most, um, the most consumed forms of content would be long form conversation. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like who who wants to sit, sit in on two people just talking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in theory, that sounds crazy, but it's wild to see how that's evolved. Yeah. It's cool though
0: it really is i think i actually you know i started dating again at you know mm-hmm. once once the restrictions got kind of lowered mm-hmm. and every once in a while i'll share with a with a woman the show i'll say like hey you might not like this type of music but i talk to people long form interviews and then i also have yeah. movies and all that kind of shit and mm-hmm. it's funny to hear and who knows maybe sometimes just the connection they have with me they're like oh yeah. i really enjoy this but there are other times where you hear Wow, we can't believe you're able to actually have this conversation with this person and make it interesting.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, there are people I listen to their podcasts and I don't even like I don't even care what they're talking about half the time. It's just like I just like the way that they talk about it. Right. And that's such a (laughs) that's such a weird thing. It really is. But I mean you learn a lot too. You you start to like find interest in things just because somebody else was interested in it and the way that they exuded their interest piqued your interest you yeah. know what i mean it's such a it's such a cool thing that i love
0: well after yeah. after this show so many people are going to be picking up taxidermy so yeah it's, i mean <laughs> it's going to be huge
1: i hope so <laughs> I, I think everybody should have taxidermy everybody
0: <laughs> what, a, what a strange thing to want people to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> if anyone if you're going to take away anything from this podcast yeah. <laughs> taxidermy will make you a happier person
0: I hope someone just takes away something for once. That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. One time. <laughs> right. I just want to get that message on Twitter. Like, hey, sure. I really like that taxidermy part yeah. that you did. And I'd be like, Fuck yes. Finally, <laughs> ten plus years. <laughs> I got something. Damn, that long? You're that deep into it? Oh my god, man, yes. From from That's doing awesome. from doing radio to doing podcasts, it's just yeah. It's it's been a That's lot. Total. But I really, really as jaded as I get, because I know you get super jaded with music stuff for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With how jaded I get with this, uh, you know, with talking and with podcasting and with uh, the scene in general, just like the music scene that we're a part of. Right. I, I get so annoyed with so many things and so frustrated with so many things. But the genuine having a conversation like you and I are having right now, that's what I enjoy so fucking much. Right. And yep. I don't think that's ever going to stop. Like, I'm never going to stop enjoying this type of thing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's that just proves it's like something that you were meant to do, you know?
0: I would hope so. Otherwise, I've been certainly wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. But I think that goes to you as well. I mean, the amount of music that you make on a regular basis is insane. When you have an album like Swan Song coming out, is there is there something different because obviously we talked about the difference between your solo work and what you do with plot Mm -hmm. do you feel anything majorly different having this release compared to something you do solo
1: um i don't know it's this this obviously is a very very unique um release you know what i mean like it's it's been built up for such a long time that you know for most of the last two years we didn't we had no idea if it was going to be years until right. we were able to put something out because we were very committed to the idea of not putting it out during covid um so yeah i mean there's a lot of anticipation there's a lot of like i don't know just a lot of uh curiosity like how people are going to perceive it because i also think it's one of our most ambitious records yes. if not the most ambitious you know took a lot of risks and yep did, did a lot of weird shit but <laughs> i don't know it's it's weird to me like People, you know, most people know that I really struggle with the whole touring aspect of of being in a band. Um, But like, I guess the best way to put it, like why I keep doing it um, is because I literally love making records and writing and recording so much that it's it's still worth it for me to suffer through having to promote it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, I don't know. So like the fact that I'm still doing that just proves to me that I still care a lot about the actual craft of it, you Mm -hmm. know? i just need to find a way to like get my brain to enjoy the, the like performance part of it more because mm-hmm. like i ha- i have moments where i like er, i'll have certain shows on tours where i'm just like damn but, like that actually felt like really good mm-hmm. you know like i felt like i got some emotion out i got like i really felt like i connected with the people that i was performing for you know yeah um but yeah, I don't know. This this is going to be really, really interesting too because I mean, we're, we haven't practiced in like two years. We haven't done, we've barely even seen each other the last two years. So right, right. it's going to be interesting. We've got like, we've got a new lineup slightly. we got a new drummer and right. stuff too. Right. So yeah. I mean, I don't know, just a lot of new things, you know? it's We're still getting used to even just being in a, a bus, like a bandwagon, you know, right. having some space and stuff like that. So I don't know, it's just all like, I'm just trying to remain positive about it all, yeah, and uh, yeah, keep a good keep a good mindset about everything. Because I know if I go into it with like, oh, this is gonna suck, then it will suck. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I am excited. I I think it's gonna be an interesting record cycle. There's some stuff like later on next year that's already in the works, oh, like, nice. tour wise. Okay. So we have pretty much got like almost this entire record cycle planned out, which is also another new thing for us. We're pretty like we just do whatever comes in the months ahead we've, right. we've barely done any like long-term planning so that's like it's kind of nice to know like what your schedule is going to be like for the next year you know and you can kind of yeah. plan accordingly so
0: no it's very yeah terrible.
1: all all in all i'm i'm just staying positive about everything I'm just you know trying to enjoy the process and yeah see how it goes
0: <laughs> well i mean i know i know the way you are with music and and the way you kind of suffer through things a lot to get, you know, that exact version of something that you want. Yeah. And one of the big things too is for, you know, and you've done it in the past for sure, but with Swan song, you also did a lot of the producing as well. Would you say Mm -hmm. you did more of it this time because of COVID or would you say it was kind of the same as dispose?
1: Um, so this was actually a, a very unique situation. We, uh, I forget when it was, it was like a year and a half, maybe ago, like right before the pandemic hit, we were like planning on going to Drew for at least a little while to do like some pre slash post production, which sounds weird, but... (laughs) that's honestly the state of where things were like some things were super far along some things were in the super baby stages sure so yeah through covid i was just like i was becoming more and more obsessed with production and mixing and stuff like that more than i've ever been in my life right um started like really reading and researching and watching things like on music theory and like you know different mixers theory on like how they do what they do yeah and i after a certain point, I was just like, you know, what? I feel like I owe it to myself as a kind of like a really strong uh, push to really get creative and like really challenge myself to to learn and to exude as much as I could into this project. I, I felt like I wanted to do everything just so that it meant that much more uh. to me. And I just really wanted to take a lot of pride in it. And like, I don't know, I, for some reason, I just know. I know, I think we briefly talked about this in the past, but like something about like working on a project and like collaborating something that was like something that's coming from me, like Mm -hmm. my words and my ideas, like something about sharing that creative thing, like kind of takes away from it for me. And I don't know why that is. And I, I really hate that it is that way, but like for me to really feel like emotionally invested in something, it's gotta be me pretty much from from start to finish. You okay. know, gotcha. it's just like, I don't know, like imagine like a painter, like just does, does the outline for something. And then some other dude comes in and does all the coloring, you <laughs> know, like you'd kind of, it wouldn't just be yours anymore. And I know that's like a selfish way to think of it, but like, it just is what it is. And I feel like, I, I i'd rather make myself the most happy that and like do things the way that i want to do and maybe even fail than like try to put some of it in somebody else's hands and like you know what i mean like, yeah, like I the just,
0: definition of selfishness yes exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i i think art is the one place where it's okay to be a little yes, selfish right, right, right. or a lot selfish honestly for sure um so yeah, it was just it's it's a passion project every time, you know. And I think moving forward, I, I do want to continue to do the do it this way. Maybe have someone else mix and master, maybe at some point or something. If okay. I feel like I'm too overwhelmed, but I genuinely want like absolutely just love the process of doing this stuff. So very cool. Yeah, again, e- even if it fails, like it's whatever. That's on me. I'll take the L. But I even if I did, I think I'd still be just as proud. And you know, I know that. There, there would be at least a small fringe group of people that would get it too, you know? So yeah. I'd rather always appease those people anyways than anyone else, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, and your your stamp is on almost everything that you do, almost completely. So it's yeah. like, anytime I hear something, I know that's Landon, you know? There's, yeah. there's no, like, there is no going back and forth between if someone was to play me a bunch of music in the scene right now, there's no mm-hmm. way that I would ever, ever be like oh that's plot and then they go oh no that's silverstein there's no (laughs) there's no chance of that happening right so and i i I think yeah go ahead no you go ahead oh i just wanted to check because of the way you are with production does that also and i know it has in the past but do you take any uh consider not consideration do you work or cooperate with anyone in the band as well or is that still all on you
1: um i mean yeah it's still it's still pretty much all on me um so i did send the songs to the guys um you know when they were done to kind of just get their thoughts and stuff like that and josh actually had a couple a couple like mixed notes that he you know thought like hey maybe just like try it this way and see if it sounds better maybe it'll be worse i don't know but just maybe just try it this way for me sure and you know there were certain things that i was like yeah you know what i think i can hear what he's talking about so i would like go in and you know, shift things around a little bit, and a few times I was happy with it, and a few times I was like, "No, I, I, think it makes sense the other way." So, gotcha. I mean, I respect, I respect the dude's opinions. Like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, very, very much. You know, they're all like very musically inclined, and you know, they do their own things separately too. Right. So, so yeah, I definitely always take, you know, what anybody says to, you know, give it some consideration. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to kind of like make the choice that I feel like serves the song the most, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the most respect or whatever, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's about like getting the emotion behind the song, the message behind the song, you know, getting that through. So, yeah, I mean, if that, if that comes from somebody giving me some constructive criticism or even some just like bashing on it a little bit, like Mm -hmm. it is what it is. So yeah, I'm always open to that.
0: Yeah. I've always thought as much as you don't always want to talk to people. There are definitely times that you (laughs) want times where it's necessary. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. it's and I and we've talked about this, but the listening audience would probably hear it. I fucking Mm. love this album. Uh, You know, I've been I've been listening. We you know we talked via text when I first got to hear it, and then I obviously I listened to it multiple times front to back, Mm. just going through. And one of the things that I that I love about it too is I don't have to skip anything. I start from the beginning. I go to the end and I That's cool, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very cool to take that journey through this album. And another big thing I noticed was, you know, there's no intro, there's no outro, there's no filler. It's 10 yeah. tracks front to back. And I know in the past you've definitely you played around with how you want to structure an album. How did you mm-hmm. decide with this one specifically? And I know from what you just said, the audience is going to hear it in what you're talking about as well, with being a perfectionist, with wanting yourself to be in this process, to suffer through it. How do you mm-hmm. know when you're done? How do you know when you have your story complete and you say, this is the 10 tracks that works for me?
1: Man, it's it's different every time, but for this one specifically, it was just like, um, I had pretty much like an unlimited amount of time to work on things and tweak things. Right. Which obviously, you know, I loved that. <laughs> like yeah. just knowing that there's no deadline was just like, oh my god. Oh, it's this, one of the greatest
0: it, feelings. <laughs> it was the best
1: thing <laughs> ever. So I just like <laughs> I I would take breaks whenever I needed to. Like sometimes I, I'd even take like a month or two off of writing and just like because if I, it started to feel like work, mm-hmm. then I would stop. Ah. If I wasn't if I if I wasn't totally enjoying the process, then I would just stop and give myself as much time as I I needed to like come back to it. And then every time I came back to it, I was like super genuinely excited to Mm -hmm. do it again. So that's like one thing I hope people can feel whenever they listen to it was, it was just like a total labor of love. You know what I mean? Like every single note that you hear was like me just having an absolute blast, even if it was like, you know, a dark, I mean, it's all dark themed, but like, you know like getting those things out and finally being able to vent and talk about a lot of the things that the record's about you know it was like very therapeutic and you know i just had a blast with it but as far as like getting finally like saying okay this is done mm-hmm. it was like i think it was like the night before the deadline to turn it huh. in i was still <laughs> making like drastic changes on so- the record I'm talking like (laughs) big things that definitely should not, probably should not have been fucked with last minute. But I just like I was so obsessed with making sure that the every part hit where it needed to hit and it like you know pulled back when it needed to pull back. So I just like, I mean, I wish I could show the world. Maybe at some point I will show like the session files for these songs because there is so much shit that I don't think I don't think anybody would have ever have guessed that's that's there. But like, yeah, I just got I get really. I get really uh particular about how I do things, but like I said, like I I almost never know when it's done. Okay, it's pretty much whenever I'm like forced to be done. <laughs> <laughs> like like for the solo stuff, like um, frontal lobe submission and stuff, I I kept putting it off longer and longer because it just it didn't feel complete to me. And then finally, I was like, okay, I need to get this out because it's becoming like obsessive to the point where I can't think about or work on anything else so I just need to put a period on it and just like move on and I was glad and I say I can still listen back to that and like feel like you know it's a it's a full body of work that feels complete but yeah I feel like it's always just like that those last few hours that I get where I just have to like force myself to you know to to put a period on it it's just up until that moment I'm just obsessively and compulsively shifting things around just to see oh maybe it'll hit better if i put this here or that you know what i mean yep. so i don't know it's probably it's probably very counterproductive <laughs> i don't know it works well,
0: <laughs> when you get such a awesome product out of it like you can't that i guess that's the thing like i can't fault you for doing any of that because all of that stress all that suffering all of those you know tears everything that had to have gone into that yeah, made that final product. Yeah, and I'm so happy with it. So it makes it's like, how could I tell you? Oh, well, you should have been better about hitting your deadlines. Like it just yeah. it doesn't <laughs> make any sense because that's your creative process and and it, it works. Just,
1: yeah, it just always seems to work out the way that it should. You right. know what I mean? Like with anything, honestly, it's just I'm a big believer in just like getting out of your own way mm-hmm. and just like letting things flow through you. Like I, that's a huge motto in my life. Just like so so often I feel like we overthink things and like obsess over stupid things that don't matter. And I, yeah, I've just been trying to live by, just like get out of your own way. Just let things flow through. You don't think about things too hard, you know, just enjoy the process and yeah, stop overanalyzing everything. Even though I do that too. And that's part of my process. It's more just like, I don't know, just giving yourself that grace to take the time that you need to work on things. And, you know, right. So but yeah, I mean it's always like I said, it's always a labor of love. Sure. I never ever get sick of writing music. So,
0: oh no, you definitely. Yeah, you're one of the most prolific people out there. Like, I mean, I don't expect to go like eight months without getting something new. To <laughs> you. Like that's that's a general rule somewhere somewhere uh, around feel, there. Feel,
1: it feels gross when I don't for super long. Right, I'm just like oh, what am I doing?
0: Yeah, what are, what are you doing with it? <laughs> Yeah yep. I, no I I get it and I I think even maybe a funny story for you when you had sent me back in 2020 when you had sent me the frontal lobe submission uh files you know the raw files yeah, yeah. and whatnot and I was going mm-hmm. through it and I was writing a review I'm pretty sure and that was probably like a week or two maybe even longer before the the EP actually came out uh uh-huh what ended up happening was I ended up listening to it on Spotify later. Like I bought it, you know, I got one of the lyric sheets with, I still think is very cool. I, I know those mm. are pain the ass, but there's something personal yeah. <laughs> about it, which is, oh, which yeah, is good. Uh, mm-hmm. So I remember I got that, but I listened to, obviously I have some of it in my playlist and stuff and mm. I listened to it and I swear you even changed between that time that you gave them to me and the time <laughs> yeah, it came out. There are definite little changes in
2: tracks.
1: Dude, absolutely. My what's what's funny is like my wife gets to hear like all these different versions of all these different songs. Yeah, and she like still even the new plot record, she still plays the old version. Oh, um, from like from like six months ago. Wow. Um. Yeah, that was her favorite favorite part of it. I think she just always likes it with like the most fat on it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? just, Just like. All the all the little things that like go on maybe a little too long or like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I think she just likes that full scope. That's cool. Kind of like the uh, the Snyder cut, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a masterpiece is what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah, get, I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but, very yeah, it's, cool. it's it's weird. Like it, there's a it, there's a very real thing in the music world where people like get so attached to their demos. Mm-hmm that like they they're so in love with like even the mix of like a really shitty mix. Yeah. Like the, I totally get the, that, by the way. The the like maybe it's a vocal take or maybe it's just the way that things sat and they just sit with it for so long that it's just like they're so emotionally like tied to that version of the song mm-hmm. that it's like they can't move past it. But that's like something that's very important to like get over, you know. Yeah. If, if you're doing this, cause I'm, I remember like old plot songs, the first two records, there were so many versions of songs that were like listening back now. It's like, dude, this was just like a very rough idea. How did this make it to a record? Uh-huh. <laughs> this should have been, this should have been lived in a lot longer, but I mean, that's just something you learn or, you know, like down the, down your road of writing songs and stuff
0: like sure. that. But yeah, well, I'll tell yeah, you- it, no, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Sorry, we're stepping over each other a little bit tonight. My bad. You're good. <laughs> it's always fun. That's why I always have so many things to talk to you about. That's just the, right. the way it goes. Uh, one of the things that I like about when you say that, about letting things go and about, you know, just the process of making that. And I'm mm. certainly not the one to tell artists what they should be doing. It's just one of those things I noticed going back to a live show for the first Mm -hmm. time and i don't know if you if you feel the same way on this but just hearing a band be way more raw making mistakes holding a note a different way than they normally would Mm -hmm. it felt old school to me it felt the way when i used to go to shows at the very beginning because i've been going to shows for what 20 years or whatever right there was just a rawness there was there was a passion there that gets so stale and sterilized nowadays like yeah i'm not saying that people shouldn't use backing tracks because they definitely have to it's just when there's like a vocal backing track on top of another vocal backing track and the artist is trying to mimic exactly what's on there yeah (laughs) it kind of takes away a little bit you know what i mean
1: absolutely i mean that that was one big thing over the past like 10 years you know whenever people started using backing tracks it was like such a controversial thing at first because like the first bands that i mean that i knew of that were doing it were like attack attack oh yeah the browning you know just like Mm -hmm. bands that maybe weren't like the most respectable at the time you know like i feel like they (laughs) kind of like which those bands obviously went on to do great things but like um but yeah i mean now like nobody really bats an eye at it like at this point i don't even know what the fuck is real and what's not whenever i'm going to see a band you know and that's so that's so normalized now but i agree there does need to be especially with with our type of music there does need to be a a level of realness Mm -hmm. for to really like convey that emotion because like i don't know if that's not that's just so anti-rock and roll to get up there and fake shit you know what i mean like it, I, I think it's way different for things like rap and like, you know, different genres Pop, of music. Yeah. I, I think, cause it's more about, it's more about just like the hypeness of just the fact that that celebrity's in the room with you, you know what I mean? Sure. Whereas like the art type of music is more of like, there's an emotional connection between the band and the, and the, the crowd, you know what I mean? Agreed. And yes. so, yeah, I think that I do, I totally agree. There needs to be a level of, of authenticity and realness in a, in a band's live performance. But at the same time, I, I've obviously toured a lot with a lot of bands and I have come to realize like some of the things that they were faking Oh, sure. and it kind of, kind of like bummed me out a little bit. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, Oh damn, that's why that's so perfect. Right. (laughs) It's like, so I don't know. I get it. I know everyone has their reasons for it, but that's just like, it's such a bizarre thing that this wasn't even a conversation like 10 years oh, ago. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's crazy how fast these types of things evolve.
0: Yep. And then also the people that will protect and defend that kind of thing, yeah. you know? And it's like, look, mm-hmm. I, I get, you know, you have the album, you have all yeah. that stuff that you can listen to. That's perfect. Like that album in most cases is going to be exactly what the artist wanted it to be like. But yeah, being live is supposed to be a unique experience between you and having that emotional connection with said band
1: yeah and if anything if they hear you fuck up it's kind of like oh do you hear that yeah they're human (laughs) right yes
0: i kind of want that i i miss that a
1: little bit i think i think a lot of people do um it's funny actually a a friend of mine i won't say his name because i don't know if he'd be cool with me talking about it but a, a dude in a very very big band that i'm close with
2: yeah
1: uh he told me that, <laughs> that his band made a backtrack for him for whenever he gets too drunk to play his bass <laughs> so <laughs> whenever he gets too drunk then they just like turn him off and turn the backing track on. <laughs> i was like dude that's amazing yeah he's like i was like so do you think it's ever happened like where you thought you were just crushing it and it, it turns out it was just the backing track he's like dude more often than not.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious! Um,
1: yeah, it's so funny. See, that's a but,
0: that's a great story though. Like,
1: I yeah, I <laughs> totally. Get that. that makes sense. <laughs> At least he's still having fun. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters.
0: Oh man. But yeah,
1: those types of things, I have no problem with that. Right. Um, right. and even just like you know, obviously your production and shit like that. But like, yeah. I mean, we fake a guitar. Everybody knows that oh, too. Yeah, but yeah. like, even that, like. I mean, we had like a moral dilemma over that for a while, you know, like because I we had to do it to get through a couple tours, but then we we're like, well, also we could not pay another yes, person, right. and we could yes. all come home with a lot more money, and right. uh, that that sounded a lot more enticing than having another stinky piece of shit in the in the band. So <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> and I I get that too. Some people just can't get that extra person that's going to gel in the band. Like that's a that's a family. Exactly. People that you have to be like you were talking about being in a bandwagon and all that kind of stuff for long periods of time. You need to make sure that you've got that right person. And if you can save money while having a guitar backing track, or you know maybe a bass or something like that, most of the time you can get away with that because most bands nowadays are using two to three guitars.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, so it's yeah. And to touch on that too, like the I mean we're we've been a band for almost 11 maybe 11 years now
0: right yep
1: like obviously we, our dynamic is very well ingrained in us and like there's no changing it you know like we 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 operate how we operate and our personalities are you know very extreme right. and we do a lot of really fucking weird things <laughs> so like to find another person another outsider that like gets it and oh, we also yeah. protect participate right <laughs> is that uh, i mean we like to shower together we like to shit outside and then take turns <laughs> shitting on each other's shit like we do we like doing stuff like that so the good you, gotta, you gotta be cool with a lot of really weird shit uh, another right. thing we i the other the other week i was at Ethan's uh his wedding
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we we're like pulling up old tour videos and stuff and we found this video we we're <laughs> we we're tying ropes from our dicks to um (laughs) to uh what are those things they fly i can't even think of it the um drone drone yeah (laughs) so we're we're tying our dicks to drones and just like flying them around and i remember our sound guy walked in on us doing this and he was just like and then just walked back
0: (laughs) wait this is indoors
1: (laughs) yeah well this was in our (laughs) bandwagon yeah wow We started getting into uh, some really weird, weird shit. Um, huh. But yeah, you got to like to work with us or to work with us. You know, you got to be got to be cool with a lot of really bizarre shit. So. Right. Right. And that's not easy to come by.
0: So no, no. And that's yeah. So that, that completely makes sense to me.
1: That is, but, Dude, that's literally how I knew that I wanted our new drummer in our band was he was down to shit on top of two other people's oh, shit outside. Okay. I was like, all right, you know what? I think this is going to work.
0: Was that on the uh, special skills section of the resume? Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. Okay.
0: Just make a sure. Yeah.
1: Dude, if we were that would be hilarious. We need to write out like a a resume to give out to crew people that want to work with us.
0: By by the way, when you're talking about Are you about,
1: okay with shit?
0: Yeah, you okay with shit. Are you actually saying that the piles of shit were actually DC movies just being put one on top of the other? Is that what you mean? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Just 100%. <laughs>
1: I can't, I'm excited to get into the, the suicide squad uh, yeah, we'll, segment of,
0: you know what, let's just do it now because we're going to come back to Swan Song. So don't worry. We'll just, we'll do it now. So I have to, right. I have to ask keep you, it. Because
1: we'll, we'll keep this one short. Yeah.
0: This one's shorter than All the right. normal. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I mean, for anyone that hasn't listened to the times that Landon and I go off on movies, please go back to the other episodes where we have definitely gone in multiple directions with these, but Oh, yeah. One of the things for the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. I made sure to check in with you after I did the show of what your feelings were on it. And I was actually mm. honestly surprised that you said you did not like it. So would you mind going into that a little bit?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to beat this down too hard sure. because I do genuinely like James Gunn yeah, and I right. like his work a lot. I think he's really talented. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it is. I think it's just the franchise itself is so cursed right. that, like, I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. How can they not make a good movie? There's been so many opportunities, so many good characters to mess with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How have we still not made a good movie in this whole franchise?
0: Well, how, um, how do you I, – I guess the, the issue is now, obviously, we didn't – I think I was nicer to this because I was just too tired of just shitting – on dc so much so i was much nicer on the show and so was nick but i think the the question is though i i literally saw people i think people that you might even know and i'm not talking about steve in this case but people that you might know in in the industry that were saying that this was a 10 out of 10 amazing astonishing movie one of the best movies they've seen in like forever and all that stuff that baffles me yeah how is is that possible
1: I, I literally did not even smile the entire movie. I laughed one time. What part made you laugh?
0: I want to say, oh, crap. When
1: when see now when I they can't were even kill- remember when they were killing all those innocent people. Yes,
0: I think okay, because I, I'm I'm sick. I
1: did like I did like that. It didn't make me smile, but I did like gotcha. that part. I thought I thought that was clever and funny.
0: I laughed because I realized what was <laughs> happening. Like I knew what yeah. the punchline of the joke was. So that's yeah. why I laughed at it.
1: Yeah, that was that was clever. I'll give him that one. But I just remember thinking like, dude, when is this going to get good? Like <laughs> this, James Gunn made this. This is a to- he, they let him do whatever the fuck they wanted, whatever he wanted. Right. Like this is this has to get good. And then I think like 45 minutes in, I was like, this oh, this no. is just not going to get good. Yeah, What is Oh, my God. I can't believe this.
0: It's a terrible feeling. When you yeah. invested time into something and you go. Yes, dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that paid moment. Money. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: and you have no idea, like, what the person next to you, they might be having the best time of their life. Right. So it's not like you're going to ask them to leave or anything like that. So you just got to, like, <laughs> suffer through. Oh, my God, dude. It was rough. It was really rough. No, that was, I can't yeah. believe I, I was, like, amazed at how bad it did at the box office, too. I thought it would at least do pretty okay.
0: Well, I think the issue still is that people aren't going to the theater. I yeah that's, oh yeah it that's got it. robbed
1: on on hbo max too, yeah i think
0: and look i love yeah. and I we've talked about this before i love yeah that hbo like the only reason why i'm paying for hbo max is basically so i can watch these shitty movies i mean yeah <laughs> because then i don't feel as bad i don't feel like a fucking yeah. scumbag going yeah. to the theater to pay for a movie i know i'm not going to like yeah exactly so this is at least something but yeah, I I think that's the thing. I don't think anything is doing well in theaters. I think, and I I don't know about you. Unless you have, do you have anything else on Suicide Squad? No, really wasn't not, no, no. There's nothing to talk about. Right A very now. short conversation because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What about yeah. the new? What about the new Marvel movie though? Uh, I Shang, loved Shang-Chi, it,
1: right? Dude, it was so good. Okay. Okay. It was so good. Like I. Was actually like genuinely really impressed. I didn't really like Black Widow that much. No, I thought no. it was. I thought it was okay. Like, yeah, it there were definitely some good stuff.
0: A throwaway um, movie, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. But this, you haven't seen it yet?
0: No, not yet. So I mean, uh, just dude. what was it about it? Because I I will end up seeing it, but I just don't think I'm gonna go to theaters to see it.
1: Oh, you should. Oh, storytelling. T- the storytelling is beautiful the acting is phenomenal it's genuinely funny like i actually laughed out loud multiple times not
0: at aquafina though you couldn't have uh i don't remember okay maybe
1: once or (laughs) twice maybe once or twice i don't remember okay but yeah it was like top shelf marvel content wow okay really really fucking good
0: all right you sold me all right yeah even even my wife yeah
1: even my wife she likes marvel too but she was like i think that's in my like top three marvel movies wow like damn that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's. I I geez. might even say the same. I might need to watch it one more time to say that, but it okay. was. Yeah, it
0: was great. Nice. Okay, <laughs> right. I like. Hey, I like hearing that. I don't. I, we've we've talked about this before. I don't want to go into a movie and thinking I'm not going to like it, even though by the way yeah. that does set the bar very low. So even if the yeah. movie like tiptoes over it, that's actually a good thing because I'm not like yeah. wow, that like over over my expectations.
1: Right. So <laughs> no, that's at least definitely. something. Yeah. Yes, you will absolutely enjoy it.
0: I think on Friday, uh, *Malignant* comes out on HBO Max, yeah. and I'm gonna—I yep. I don't know if I'll watch it Friday, but I'll watch it. Yes, but it's one of those things where I have no expectations going into it.
1: Yeah, so it could I, yeah, be awesome. I, I have no—it looks a little—it looks like it could be rough, but it looks like it could also be one of those things that like really surprises you.
0: Right, right. Now, yeah. by the way, have you seen the previews for? Oh, crap! I think the movie's called *Kate* on uh, Netflix.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: So that comes out this Friday as well. And that is the uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead vehicle where she is, I guess she's like an atomic blonde type character. Uh-huh. So it's uh, okay. all of her, the whole entire movie. I think she gets poisoned and then has to go kill like the Yakuza or some shit.
1: Okay. <laughs> I could get into that. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: it might be the greatest movie of all time. I'm also in love with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So that might also Fair. be part of it. Fair. Yes. Very beautiful woman. Yeah. I, well, sky high. I mean, how do you yeah. not fall in love with her? It doesn't. Make <laughs>
1: so sense. true. Yeah. Very it's true. not possible.
0: <laughs> so that's, <laughs> so that's our movie talk, by the way, do yeah. you have any, do you have any, um, upcoming movies or anything that you're looking forward to?
1: Yes. There's a movie called See Z- or wait, I don't know if it's a movie or if it's a show. Uh- I think it's a movie coming out on HBO max. It's called scenes from a marriage.
0: Yes. I believe. Have you heard of that? Yes. I have heard of it, but I can't tell you that might be a show it might be a series
1: okay well maybe okay um i well whatever i'm sure. very much looking forward to that i am super obsessed with like like really traumatic marriage movies and i have no idea why i just love to <laughs> torture myself with shit like that i hope you're not
0: foreshadowing um, that's, all no, that's
1: no no okay. <laughs> <laughs> i i see i go through, i go through phases sometimes i'll like go through phases of, of where i like Enjoy watching people say goodbye to their dogs for life. Oh my dude, this God. is like like a deep rooted <laughs> issue of mine. I just like like to feel the most amount of pain sometimes <laughs> for absolutely no reason, and then just like, and then just move on with my day. I don't know what it is. I get like six white six white claws deep, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need to feel the most maximum amount of emotion <laughs> as
0: possible. Now, besides the white claws, I I do share that very similar attribute with you. <laughs> if it's an attribute, I don't know. Maybe a retractor. But yeah, I, I do have that thing. Now I i don't do anything dog related. I just I just don't. I can't it's I can't brutal. Do that. but I will say I probably can't count the amount of times that I've been like, hey, let me turn on the never ending story and watch the sadness swamp.
2: Yeah.
0: And just see yep. text just and he's just yelling, just who's yelling at him. Just come on text come on. Yeah You're dying and just seeing that fucking horse drown. <laughs>
1: dude i don't know what it is i just like i've been doing it since i was a like probably a teenager i'd go and just watch the saddest parts of every movie that i love yep yep and, and just like make myself feel like shit and i don't know it was like somehow therapeutic but i definitely hit i definitely hit an all-time low with with the like people saying goodbye to their dogs that's before awful. they get them put down like that's that that one's a little concerning
0: <laughs> yeah that one you might i mean i think we talked about therapy, therapy. <laughs> yeah i think might. We <laughs> <about that. laughs>
1: i don't know it works
0: for me <laughs> oh man by the way have you seen odd thomas no i haven't i've not even heard of that i want you to watch i think it's on hulu it's on so many streaming things for free so it's not like you have to go okay. out of your way odd Thomas it stars who was the guy oh now I'm now I'm blanking on his name Um, he was the guy from he was in alpha dog and he was in Star Trek and he was a very lovable. He was in green room
2: Oh,
1: uh, I know he. I know who you're <laughs> talking about I can't remember his it's a name. very
0: like almost Russian type name Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, he's he's the lead character and I just want you to watch that and you're gonna you're gonna see the scene that I'm talking I'm not even going to mention it to you but it's a scene that I replay sometimes and I watch in the movie just to be sad. And yeah, there's no to, reason you're going to have to text me that. Yeah, there's okay, I'll te- I'll text you the name. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I think you will legitimately enjoy that.
1: Okay, sick. I'm excited. All
0: right, sorry. <laughs> <Perfect>. Let's go. <laughs> troubles, troubles and our our terrible mental states aside. Let's exactly. let's go back to Swan thing- song.
1: The things you have to do to get through COVID, you know?
0: Yeah, it's very true. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's very true. (laughs) So I I, one of the things I wanted to mention, one of the things that I loved about the album, and look at that smooth transition that I just did. That was great. Fucking radio quality. Like butter. Yeah, just like butter. (laughs) One of the things I really loved was I could almost pick out through the album different parts of you in some of your solo work. So there are times I don't know if that was on purpose or that's just ca- kind of how the voice or the how you wanted to vocalize things. But like, for instance, if you look whole without me, mm-hmm. there are parts of that where I'm like, this is probably the closest to another AI 640 track that I'm going to get.
1: Yeah, possibly.
0: <laughs> or possibly. So I like that. Uh, yeah. And then like for <laughs> the first track for letters to a dead friend, uh-huh. that sounds for the first minute and a half or so sounds like your solo work. Yeah, there are there are parts and pieces that I can pull from this where then you're like, okay, it mixes and blends so well that it's not like it it stands out as this shouldn't be there. It's just it all works so well. And that goes into your production and your mixing of how you do things. But how do you know sometimes like do you have that same thought process that I do where you're like, wow, this sounds like AI 640. Do I have to change this to make this into a plot song? Did that kind of thing ever happen?
1: no because I don't care <laughs> 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 I don't care at all like nice, nice. I, I mean there I mean it's literally happened multiple times where I've written solo songs that just become plot songs you know what I mean like right, um right. that re- repay song oh, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, acoustic song that was a that was a plot song or a, a solo song there's been multiple uh like plot songs that were actually just intended to be solo songs okay. so if anything plot has robbed me of my solo stuff more than <laughs> my solo stuff is <laughs> Rob, Rob's plot. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's never like, again, like it really just comes down to like, I, I don't care if it yeah. sounds like one or the other. I, I know people make those distinctions all the time. Like all oh, this sound this just sounds like land and solo stuff. It's like, well, that's because it's all literally the exact same thing.
2: Right. It's, it's all coming person.
1: from the same person. Right. Like to me, it, the lines just keep getting more and more blurred right. and right. I care right. less and less about like, you know, uh, keeping those lines like it's just for plot. I know like it's it's always going to be a little bit more on the heavier side, and my solo stuff is more just like whatever I feel like doing. Sure. You know, yep. So yeah, I mean, it's just it it all depends on like the season, like what I'm feeling, like writing and stuff like that, and how I convey myself. But yeah, with this one, I I think this one definitely sounds like more like plot than the last record, at least did. You yeah, know oh I mean? no, like,
0: no, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: I, I think. I think there's uh, a lot more distinctions on, on this one, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's never something I I try to like think too deep into because I think then I would start making bad decisions. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Right. No, right.
1: It's all about the emotion of it. But yeah. One one thing that's like, I, I don't feel like even like maybe a couple people that I'm close to that I've shown the record to, like maybe only a couple of them have like really even realized how dark it really is oh no it's super dark yeah in comparison to like some of the other stuff like (laughs) i had uh joel joel from amity i sent i I sent the record to him like maybe a month ago and he texts me and he didn't even like compliment the record he's like dude are you okay (laughs) it's like i'm genuinely concerned (laughs) and then he complimented me but that was like his first thing it was like okay well i'm glad it, it, it got across to at least one person but oh yeah it's just it's funny how like how people perceive things so differently. Cause For like sure. mo- everyone I sent it to plot was just like, yeah, this is fucking sweet. Like I'm stoked. We're like doing something heavier. I'm like, did you even listen to what any of this is about? Right. Like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which I don't. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's ahead. why
0: I feel weird. I feel weird when I text you, like I want to tell you what I liked about things, but I also yeah. sometimes don't want to say, yeah, like what's wrong. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I just, I expect <laughs> with a lot of what you write, for it to be something like that. Like it's what you write about oftentimes besides some of the more fantasy stuff that you might do solo, you're doing a lot of deep dive, depressing, realistic shit. Yeah. And that's why I connect to it so much.
1: Cool. I mean, that's great to hear. It's just it's so funny how like you can show your own the people that are in the project with you <laughs> and they they don't they don't seem to <laughs> Seem to understand the weight of some of these things, and then you can show somebody they haven't seen in a couple years, and they're just like concerned. You know what I mean? It's just me and my wife have talks about this kind of stuff all the time, just like how different people perceive art, and like you know what I mean? Like, can listen to the most depressing song ever, and it just makes you feel good because it's sad. But like, do you ever sometimes like really deep dive into like what's what that person's talking about? You know, it's fascinating just how different people absorb
0: art <laughs> yeah no it's, yeah, it's, it's bizarre it's i i think they and i know i've talked about this on the show i don't think we've talked about it probably but we've talked about it on the show before they do those uh those surveys those uh studies mm-hmm. that say that people that listen to you know metal scene rock whatever type of music when they're younger are often and it's surprising to think about this but they're often more well adjusted as adults mm-hmm. because you learn to deal with this type of stuff instead of the bubblegum pop stuff where you're like, everything's going to be okay and I'm going to get the girl or the guy or whoever I want in life. Like, I'm a good person and it's all going to work out for me. To hear what realistic, real-life stuff is That you connect with and know that someone else made it through, or even if they didn't make it through, which is obviously sad stuff. And there's been a lot of that recently, unfortunately. But even knowing that that person is willing to share that type of deep connection Mm -hmm. with you is something way more special than a catchy hook can ever be. Right. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, those those, those were always the artists that I was drawn to the most. growing up you know like the ones that talked about like the really deep dark things you know that like most people would be scared to touch on yeah and it's like you know even though i'm at a way better place in my life now it doesn't mean that it's perfect and it doesn't mean that i still like think about things from the past and like still try to process you know so this has always just been kind of like my my coping mechanism the way that i can like finally vent and get these things off my chest because i do feel better once i do because I mean, outside of music, I'm actually a very private person. You know, I barely, I mean, you could could probably notice that just if you follow me on social media, I don't talk about my feelings or anything (laughs) like that. So, and I, even with friends and stuff like that, I don't really get deep about like my personal life shit. So oddly enough, my, my one outlet that works is me telling the entire world through music. (laughs) Like what a bizarre, what a bizarre uh, (laughs) thing, you know, it's just, it's, it's very weird, but. At least I found something that worked, you
2: know. Right,
0: yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, I and I don't often ask about you know song titles and titles of albums and all that kind of stuff, but I I would assume that besides you're you know obviously ripping off blatantly ripping off Hollywood and Dead because I know you're a huge fan, <laughs> yeah. uh, huge makes, fan, huge fan. <laughs> To be quite honest, Landon, I always was like, you know, this guy, he wants to be Charlie Seen so bad, it's really tough. So I get it. I I totally get it. Doesn't everybody? Everyone. I mean, come on, it's Charlie Seen. Yep. I mean, I I name myself partially after him, so it makes total sense. Very nice. I love that. But I think Swan Song also, it almost seems like that can be completely tied to that catharticness that you get from singing about these very, you know, hurtful, depressing, tough times in your life that you can almost say like, this is my cathartic moment where these are behind me. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's the whole, the whole record is just kind of like a meditation on me as a 31 year old man, Mm -hmm. reflecting on what shaped me into the person that I am. And, you know, losing friends and like going through heartache and like, you know, Tons of crazy life experiences, things that I don't i don't know if I'll ever completely work through, you right, know, because, right. I mean, we all go through our own shit and some things just kind of linger there forever and morph into different things. It's like, it's, the older I get, I feel like it's, it's starting to get more interesting being able to go back on certain things that have happened and, like, elaborate them from a different perspective, you know, and, like, maybe see things different. Like, I mean, there's quite a few songs on the record that um that even talk about that just like yeah how i viewed this as a child and how as an adult i can see it from a different standpoint and like yeah just step back and like maybe see other people's sides like both to blame for instance oh, yeah. you know yeah. just kind of looking at things differently so yeah i like sometimes i feel like after every record we do i'm just like well fuck what am i going to talk about in the next thing <laughs> and then the, the next thing comes around i'm like oh shit i guess i have tons more to talk about right <laughs> you know yeah but it's
0: it's it's pretty bizarre with life anyways it seems there's always that large well of things and then also just as you mentioned looking at something from a different perspective gives you a different way to write about something or to deal with something or vent about it all that stuff is always at your fingertips especially with what you're doing in music you have that ability to say oh i just want to go in the studio right now and put something together you, it's yep. just at your fingertips, which is awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, it's honestly a humongous privilege being able to, I mean, most people have to pay tons of money to like book studio time and then like tr- try to even find the right person that they connect with, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's, you always have to have chemistry with whoever you're working with whenever oh, yeah. it comes to art and stuff like that. I mean, I deal with it with my job. Like I'm, I produce like, that's pretty much all I do these days. Right. Right. Um, so like just knowing like every time a new person comes in, it's like, I almost have to earn their trust and like really get in their head and make them feel comfortable about relaying ideas, get them comfortable with even saying no to me if I'm doing something that they don't like. Right. So the fact that I get to kind of like skip all of that and just, you know, (laughs) be my own own producer. I mean, I, I encourage anybody that I talk to, to kind of do the same thing, even if it's on a more basic level, you don't have to get crazy, but I think there's a, a real beauty to, sitting alone with your own thoughts and your own ideas and cultivating them as far as you can, at least, you know, and then, I mean, I I really think that is kind of what makes plot plot, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's that very big distinct distinction is, you know, there's no, there's no managers, there's no producers in the room. Like there's no like different opinions on different things. It's all coming from like one source and it doesn't care what anyone else thinks, you know what I mean? Like I just, I, I, myself, like I, I have a few artists that, that I'm like in love with that also kind of take the same approach. It's either just them or them with one other person, but mm. the more intimate and the more like free to experiment, I, I think it always just wields the, the most beautiful outcome. Like, I mean, Billie Eilish is a perfect example of that. Sure. You know, they're not, they're not diluted by a producer in the room or somebody you know, somebody outside of the process, it's just, I'm sure they just sit there for hours and hours, weeks, months after months, just like disagreeing on ideas or like, you know, just really fine tuning every idea to, to its absolute fullest, you know, right. I just, I think I wish more people did that.
0: (laughs) I think, I mean, if COVID did any positives, I would think that that actually worked for a lot of people, right? Definitely.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. Cause I mean, most people just, yeah, they weren't allowed to go work with other producers and yep. stuff. So they kind of had to get creative, but
0: it'll be interesting yep. to see, I would say probably, I guess in 2022, most likely, what real effect that had on the music industry, you know, how, yeah. how much did people segregate and kind of isolate and say, wow, this is actually way better than what I was working with before. Cause you know, we've had that evolution before with, you know, knowing that certain bands, they don't need a label anymore, you know, so you Mm kind of go away from a label. Now, if you're going away from producers as well to learning your craft and make, or making that part of your craft, right. That's kind of the next step to that right there.
1: I'm a firm believer these days. in like the, the more you can do yourself, the better, you know what I mean? I mean, I've always thought that, but the older I get, and the more into music I get, the more I just like really believe in keeping outside sources to a ver- to a very minimum you know what i mean like keeping it all as in house as possible because i think it really it really gives you a sense of a pride that you really can't get otherwise you know right. what i mean and I, I think we've talked about that too in the past oh, sure. like with, yeah. with the solo releases and stuff like that it just it's, it just packs a different punch it really just like especially when it works and it connects it's just like damn i did that all myself right and i think if there's like one message that i could actually like put out into the world of artists and stuff like that it's like just be as self-sufficient as possible because there's literally no better feeling right. you know to succeed on your own your own hard work and stuff like that but i mean it, it is it is challenging and i i get why having A label backing and a label funding you is like enticing but the more you can do on your own the more value valuable you are to labels too you know right oh yeah so yep very true but that's like that's a whole separate thing we can go into for hours
0: (laughs) (laughs) and we probably will at some point but tonight is not that night that is that is for sure well look i really like that as as a kind of encapsulating summary of everything. I, I really enjoy that. Sure. So why don't we yep. call it quits for tonight? I think that's good. I'm cool. looking at the timer. We obviously went over an hour like we tend to oh, it's do all good. So no worries. <laughs> I think that and I appreciate that obviously. So of course let's do the closing thing and then obviously stay on the line. Once I turn yeah. off the recorders, we'll talk a little bit. But for sure I think the big thing obviously is that Swan song is coming out on September 17th through Fearless Records. I yep. am in love with this album. I'm still trying to decide myself where I rank it in the plot discography, but that is always very tough for me because I love so much of what you do. So oh, I, yeah. I, I kind of forget about that most of the time and I just make a huge playlist. That's just what I <laughs> Hell do. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm a huge fan. I think people are absolutely going to love this because it has so much of everything that you do in it. It's different than Dispose. It's different than Happiness. It's, It's its own thing but with mm-hmm. so much into it. So I, I definitely Thank want you. to recommend everyone go out, support Landon, support the plot and you. Hopefully go see him. Hopefully he doesn't get COVID or any of that kind of shit. Go see them with Can't Swim and Silverstein. Is there any better, obviously I'm going to have links for everything so that people can pre-order, you know, get the merch because I've seen more merch postings and everything. Yeah. Is there any other best way for people to support you guys?
1: Not that I can think of, just stream that shit as much as you can. There we if go. You, uh, if you're a real fan, the night huh. that the record comes out, you will put the album on repeat and you will go to bed yep. and you will mute it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Do that. It's true. Yeah. Sweet. Very nice.
0: There you go. Yeah. And get that. Get that uh, vinyl as well you have new merch all that kind of stuff is obviously going to help land it in the band so that is awesome yeah baby yeah there we go so landon man once again you know i always enjoy this i always enjoy our conversations uh i can't wait to do it again and thank you so much man I, i always appreciate you taking the time to do this
1: absolutely thank you for having me i appreciate it dude